Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Welcome to the Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I am the Get Fit Guy. We all know that lifestyles, habits, and feelings can travel like viruses through our social connections, both digital and analog. But now researchers have linked the same phenomenon to fitness. Do you want to be happier? Well, yeah, of course you do. Who doesn't? Well, perhaps you should try to surround yourself with happy friends. A study that was published back in 2008 in the British Medical Journal called Dynamic Spread of Happiness in a Large Social Network, a longitudinal analysis over 20 years, says that happiness can go viral within your social network, like a good Keanu meme or maybe a hilarious cat video. The researchers concluded that, and I quote, People's happiness depends on the happiness of others with whom they are connected. This provides further justification for seeing happiness, like health, as a collective phenomenon. In a similar way, if your friends are overweight, they can apparently have an effect on you too. In a study called The Spread of Obesity in a Large Social Network Over 32 Years, it was concluded that, and I quote, network phenomenon appear to be relevant to the biologic and behavioral trait of obesity, and obesity appears to spread through social ties. Now, if you find that interesting, intriguing, or perhaps even terrifying, now researchers have identified that exercise can also be contagious and spread via social media. In a paper called Exercise Contagion in a Global Social Network published in the Nature of Communications, researchers say that we show that exercise is socially contagious and that its contagiousness varies with the relative activity of and gender relationships between friends. To come to this conclusion, they looked at the running habits of about 1.1 million users around the world who used some variety of fitness tracker for five years. The runners collectively had about 3.4 million social network ties, of which the researchers analyzed 2.1 million that they could actually target specific geographic and weather information for those users. Over the five years, these social media runners ran a total of 350 million kilometers, and all of this running was automatically posted online for their friends to see. 
Now I'm going to pause for a moment and point out that the fact that this data was automatically posted is important because it reduced the inherent issues that come with self-reporting. And this is not just for exercise data, but really anything that you want to study thoroughly. The problems with self-reporting include things like honesty management, introspective ability, understanding, rating scales, response bias, and control of sample. And I'll break each one of those down. The problem with honesty management is that researchers who use self-report questionnaires are relying on the, well, honesty of their participants. And we know that that can possibly be skewed. The next problem is introspective ability. Now, even if a participant is trying to be honest, well, they may lack the introspective ability to provide an accurate response to the question. The next problem is, well, understanding. Participants may all vary in their understanding or interpretation of particular questions. The next problem is rating scales. Many questions use rating scales to allow respondents to provide more nuanced responses than just yes or no. Which leads us to response bias. The individual's tendency to respond a certain way regardless of the actual evidence that they're assessing. And finally, the final problem is control of sample, which has become more and more of an issue with the boom of online questionnaire distribution using sites like SurveyMonkey and the like. So when researchers looked at the automatically uploaded run data and then the weather patterns of the cities the runners lived in, they used this information to examine different parts of the network, ingeniously letting the weather set up the experiment for them, acting on the assumption that, well, nice weather is more likely to make people run, and they found some very cool correlations. Now, let's say it's a nice day where you live. Then you and your friends are more likely to go out and run. If it's crappy outside where I live, well, me and my friends will find excuses to skip our jog. Since all cities have quite different weather at any given point in the year, this experiment was able to determine whether the weather in Vancouver could cause changes in the running behavior of folks, say, in New York. If it does, this can really only be happening due to peer-to-peer -peer influences of friends who live between Vancouver and New York. And that's exactly what the researchers saw. One city's running could have a direct effect on another city's runners if the cities were socially connected. The paper actually states that we found strong evidence of the possibility of social contagion in running behaviors. So in a nutshell, this is what they saw. On the same day, an average kilometer that is run by your friends influences you to run an additional 0.3 kilometers. Or speeding up your own run, an average of one minute per kilometer, pushes your friends to run an additional 0.3 kilometers per minute faster than usual. Or if your friends run 10 minutes longer than usual, you may be inclined to run about three minutes longer. And then finally, if you burn an extra 10 calories, then your friends wind up burning about 3.5 more calories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, if we look a little closer at the data, some even more interesting trends come into play. In general, runners are more influenced by their peers whose performance is slightly worse, but not that much worse than their own. Also, the runners were influenced more by peers who perform slightly better, but not significantly better than they do. So runners that we think are our closest peers, particularly those who we consider slightly inferior, are the most likely to, well, make us dig a little deeper. This makes sense when you think about it. Most of us don't like to compare ourselves to the pros because, well, we don't want to continually feel like failures, but at the same time, we may feel like, well, jerks if we are constantly comparing ourselves to people who are just beginning or clearly don't have what it takes. Now, the study also found that less active runners influence the more active runners more significantly than the more active runners influence the less active runners, which I guess could suggest that we are all just looking for a reason to take the day off. And if your social network is made up of people who generally bail at the first sign of rain, well, that could bring us all down as well. And this brings up something the study calls competitive comparisons. A debate exists about whether we make upward comparisons to those performing better than ourselves or downward comparisons to those performing worse than ourselves. Comparisons to those ahead or above us can motivate our own self-improvement, while comparisons to those behind us may create competitive behavior to protect one's superiority. Now, the study's findings indicate support for both arguments, but the researchers say that the effects are much larger for the downward comparisons than they were for the upward comparisons, and as much as a bummer as that may be, it appears to be working in our favor, I guess. Another point of interest is that gender plays a major role in who gives and receives influence. Same-sex influence is strong, while influence among mixed-sex is statistically weaker. 
For instance, men strongly influence other men, but not women, while women moderately influenced both men and women. The researchers suggested that this may be due to gender differences around exercise and competition. Men report receiving and being more influenced by social support in their decision to adopt an exercise behavior, while women report being more motivated by self-regulation and individual planning. Also, there's that old macho thing where men tend to be more competitive and specifically more competitive with each other. So, this is interesting and all, but where is the quick and dirty tip? Well, we should probably all start thinking of ourselves and our networks being more intertwined than we currently do. We apparently are influenced by and project influence on our social network in very cool and unexpected ways. When personal happiness, obesity, and exercise habits are at stake, well, perhaps we should take a pause before we hit follow or like or subscribe on every friend from high school that happens to cross our feed. Now, I'm not trying to suck the joy out of social media or imply that we should have a no-couch-potatoes or must-exercise-religiously rule in place on our Facebook friends, but perhaps we should be a little more mindful as we scroll through our feed of how the behavior of our network is affecting us and our moods and our habits. Now, conversely, if we think of ourselves as being a social media influencer, we may want to rethink how or how much of our exercise data that we share. If we truly want to motivate and be motivated in return, well, I guess we'll want to challenge the dudes to compete and, well, influence the ladies to self-motivate. And for goodness sake, people, let's cut out those weight room selfies. Seriously, you're there to work out, and I can pretty much guarantee that those automatic posts that were used in the study had no selfies attached. Now, the final tip that I can glean from this study is that perhaps we can actually, and I can't believe I'm saying this, use our social media feed as a force for good. Perhaps we can even use it as a motivator on those days when we just can't seem to get our mojo or our gumption to do our workout of the day. And again, I really can't believe I'm recommending this, but at times like that, Perhaps sitting down and scrolling through your feed will, I don't know, get you pointed in the right direction. And that direction hopefully will be toward the gym. Just make sure you set a time limit on how long you allow yourself to scroll so your 45-minute upper body workout well, doesn't get truncated into an accidental 8-minute Tabata set. Even if we don't do anything actionable right now about our own use of social media and our fitness trackers, this study does show how effective monitoring these networks can be in helping scientists design many types of interventions to limit social media ills and even enhance social media benefits. The study authors concluded, and I'm going to wrap up with this, the granularity and precision with which fitness tracking devices record real-world health behaviors portends a sea change in our understanding of human behavior and social influence at scale. Compared with prior studies, which relied on imprecise and frequent inaccurate self-reports, the potential for these kinds of data to extend our understanding of social behavior in real-world settings 
is difficult to overstate. And be sure to head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy or twitter.com slash getfitguy or just go to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com if you have any questions about today's podcast. Now I'm Brock Armstrong, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.